Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. Jacob and Eric here to preview a World Series, just as you and I were expecting the whole time, Eric. We uh, may or may not, over the last few days, uh, have been texting back and forth going, if they lose, when we're going to wait. Yeah, yeah, when they lose, <laughs> I'm, I want to take days off, and we're going to record after that, and then, well, if they win, I guess we could record after, and then it's just like, oh, I don't even know, and like... There were there were emotions in the last like <laughs> like three four days, uh, and it just all sort of bubbled over Sunday night. But yes, we actually do have a World Series to talk about because the Dodgers have not been eliminated yet. Uh, yeah, so that that's where we're at, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, we have a lot to get into because it was a long series. It was a long like seven games in seven days. Never do this again, Major League no. Baseball. Yeah. Never, ever, ever have a seven-game series without days off. This is nuts. Stress. Yeah. yeah. Stress, it led to, even with the expanded uh, bullpens, it led to, like, crazy, like, who's going to pitch, every arm is dead situations for both teams. Definitely, if anything, it, it you could argue it helped the Dodgers, um, but it's it certainly wasn't fun for either team. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll talk, let's talk about that crazy series. Um I you went right before we went on there. I was talking in the middle of game five, before um, Will Smith v Will Smith. Uh, it felt like every other Dodgers playoff series. I, it feels like I've ever seen them lose, where they have this ridiculous outburst somewhere in there. Uh, in this case, it was in game three, uh, but for the most part, just dead bats, kind of unlucky slash uh, unfortunate slash mediocre pitching, both from the bullpen and from starters. Um, and I was just re- ready, ready and accepting this season to be over. The through four games, like I would say, yeah, you're right. Like it was hitting all the notes, right? Like, uh, well, they to an extreme in some cases. Like they they literally set a record for the most runs in an inning in any playoff game. Um, uh, it was an 11 run first first inning uh, in game three, which had the wonderful. Um, there was a wonderful. Um, photographer uh, or photograph of the scoreboard where it just said 11 in the, and then there was no other number because the Braves hadn't batted yet. And uh, so that, that's a fun number, but that was like all their offense for the first four games. I mean, roughly right. They, they end, they were down seven, nothing in game two. Um, and then clawed back to within eight, seven uh, with a late rally. And then they were claiming, oh, well, the momentum from that caused them to score. <laughs> but then they did nothing for like the night rest of the games three and four. And you had... Um, and and I think why yeah. that is so important in terms of like how I was feeling, certainly in the middle of game five, is outside of Nick Wright, for, for the most part, um, and they battled uh, O'Day a little bit, and they battled Tomlin a little bit, arguably three of the worst or least proven Braves pitchers, if not the three, um, they hadn't done anything. So like, right. wh- why would I expect them to do anything against this bullpen, this Braves bullpen, which had been so good, certainly in the playoffs and really all year? It would be like the, had the Braves like rallied against like Alex Wood, who was exactly. ostensibly like the 15th pitcher. And then they're like, well, we're, our offense is solved, right? Like then, <laughs> but um, and speaking of the bullpen, like the Dodgers bullpen was bad. Like it was, it was no, actively it bad. Like, every single one of them. Yeah, it's like, yep, you yeah. can't trust you, can't trust you, can't trust you. <laughs> you had the, you had the, uh, um, game four was a checklist game um, that that put them down three to one in the series. You had the Kershaw start, um, where he was. Um, a usual game for Kershaw start in the past, like in past years, not recent past, but uh, th- that would be a short rest game. So he was somewhat limited in this game. He wasn't limited by that, but he was limited by the fact that his game two start was scratched with back spasms, yeah. which is like always a red flag. Um, and, and then, so he was like fine through fine. five innings. I, I was watching like his, um, um, I guess, I guess the velocity, I don't, I don't pay attention to that a, a ton, but, but like people overdo it a little bit, I think, but I was watching it because that's like, that can be a sign, right? If he's like the, feeling the big it. thing is yeah. there has to be the differential in the fastball and the slider. And yeah. for the most part, the slider doesn't get that much slower, but the fastball does. So if the yeah. fastball's sitting at 90 and the slider's at 89, 88, yeah. he tends to get hit. And he was mostly fine, yeah. I guess, through five innings. He had a – there was some hard hit balls. So, like, you could say, 
all right, I get it. But he was also exactly two th- two times through the order, uh, through fives. If there's a game he's going to be limited and you and you want to pull it, I uh, pull him. I get it. On the other hand, like the bullpen was was pretty bad to that point, and, and like you don't want to overuse them because it's seven games in seven days. So I get why that he like started the sixth, but then uh, he gave up like a chopper single to Acuna, and then but then. You know, you, you don't take him out after that. That's totally fine. Freddie Freeman left on left, perfectly fine, leaving him in. But Freddie Freeman, like, scalded a ball. It was like 105 miles an hour, I think. Technically a ground ball, one that Max Muncy kind of froze on. I think um, he was expecting, like, uh, I, I, I think it was Chris Taylor. In the, that, at that point, I can't remember if it was Kiki or Chris Taylor, but um, to get it, but no one was there. <laughs> it was just, But it was hit so hard. That like had Mookie Betts not gotten to the ball, like it would have easily gone to the wall, like a like a, um, you know, like a line drive. It was hit that hard, and then after the game, um, uh, Dave Roberts was like, "Well, you know, Kershaw gave up like two ground balls. I'm not taking him out of there." It's yeah. like, well, that that was not a right normal ground ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I don't know, it was uh, it was just super weird. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, he, he left him in uh, to face Marcelo Zuna. I remember looking this up because I thought it was a typo. <laughs> Ozuna during the regular season, again, 60 games, whatever, but he slugged 857 um, against uh, lefties yeah. and, and, and also hit like two rockets off Kershaw earlier in the game. Left him in, hit another rocket this time, I think, for a double. So he leaves like trailing three to one and then. Uh, enter Pedro Baez, who's it seems like his sole purpose at times uh, is to give up inherited runs uh, from to Kershaw, and he did. But then, like you know, this whole time, um, people are like, uh, you know, what about Bruiser or Gratterall? What about this? You could do this, this, and this in the inning. No, every single person they brought in after Kershaw either allowed a run or allowed an inherited run. Um, so it, it, like it, literally every choice was bad and then they just, they got blown out. So at that point, it like, it was Bruce Dar, right? Like, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I remember, you and I were talking, it was like, oh, the, the new bias. <laughs> yeah. But then, and then in fairness to bias, uh, and, and the rest of the bullpen really like they, they very much redeemed themselves. So we were talking to you right now. So you, you know this already, but <laughs> like at that point, it's like, there was not it was it was super frustrating like um be just the the way they were losing yes. and like it was following every pattern and then you just in that because it was a Kershaw start like and then people are like tend to overreact like well you got to fire Dave Roberts he's obviously a terrible in-game manager all this stuff as if like that's not an organizational wide like philosophy on or like how they deploy stuff and no it was really funny i previewed yeah. a little bit i there fox the fox fox post came to this a lot of commenters in this as if uh ah dave roberts is finally screwing the plan and and leaving urias in there it's like urias was gonna give you about 50 pitching pitches no matter what that was the plan like <laughs> like i guarantee you this wasn't him like thumbing his nose at the front office plan and of bringing kenley or whomever in um, this it was good good for him for leaving Urias in, and we'll talk about that more later. But um, n- the only like I was actually generally a pretty big fan of of the pitching plans in this series and of Dave Roberts' decisions, I, except for leaving Kershaw in, which seems to be like just one wrinkle Dave always has is he he wants Kershaw to redeem himself. But how you do it in that spot is what he did with Walker Bueller, which is, hey, I know you're not at 100 pitches yet, but you're, you're looking gassed. Let's take you out and let's get some fresh arms in there um, so this game doesn't get away from you. Yeah, and that's true. It, like uh, like I was watching part of the post game of Game 7. I tend to like turn that stuff on mute mostly because hmm. uh, I get on like Zoom calls pretty quickly after the game. It, it takes a couple minutes, but like there's a few minutes where you could like listen and that's just it's hard it's a hard listen uh on on most of these things but like yesterday was bad like they were like uh you know david ortiz frank thomas and a rod like oh man finally like this was managed from the dugout not the front (laughs) of the heart yeah yeah it's like come (laughs) like what are you watching man like get with it you know like you like david ortiz literally played in the majors in 2016 he he like he knows he he has to know enough what's going on that 
to know like what he's saying is absolute bullshit at, at, <laughs> at some, some level. And it's just like, I, I don't know. It just, that stuff sort of really frustrates me. Like they just, it's the oversimplification of it is just mind numbing, but, uh, but that's here. That's neither here nor there, but the reason, um, you know, aside from Urias just being very good um, and like just on a, on a very general level, like, you're talking about a time where you're going with your best pitchers. Like he is absolutely one of their best pitchers. So like you get why they kept him in that game to close out the ninth inning, but also um, Kenley Jansen had worked the two previous days. He was like sort of ready to go if they needed him, but there's also a point where like they didn't necessarily have to go to him. And and, and so I I get it. Like that was, that was a perfectly fine decision, but the fact that it, it was even a choice that Kenley worked his way back into that, um, and it's not is like it, this like, isn't like yeah. he's had these before where like, yeah, he, honestly, a, a good portion of when he won reliever of the month um, in in this season where it's like, yeah, he's not letting off runs. But these are <laughs> in some cases unlucky, like sort of soft liners. But in some cases, some really hard hit balls that are just finding the right gloves. That's not what we got. Certainly in game five, we got vintage. Kenley. He, yeah, cause he, he came out, he worked. Um, so in the, in the game three blowout, they ended up, they, that game was a 15 to three final. I believe it was 15 to one after three innings and the Dodgers didn't score again, but that game was decided. And yeah. like Urias went five in that one. And then they just went to all the low leverage guys in the bullpen, which at that time included Kenley Jansen. <laughs> and, and, and like, and he was fine. Like fine. it was, a, it was like a normal inning and it wasn't, it was like, he wasn't throwing 87, you know, or whatever. He was like, he looked okay, and the stuff was like, good. you're like, okay, that he's a, he could be usable. And then uh, it got to the de- like desperation time, and uh, they had to use him for game five, right? That was game yeah. five was oh no, game five was um, it was seven to three. Yes, and um, so it wasn't a save situation. So it was it was like, and it was perfect, like uh, you know, bottom of the lineup ish, and get him sort of back into the groove a little bit, you know, like in a, uh, get him, he gets to finish out the game. It's not super high stress cause it's a four run lead, but my, uh, my, oh my God, God. He, he comes out, he's like 93, 94, obviously not all of those are cutters, but like, he's just dotting it there. It's moving. And you're like, Oh, like it's kid. Like it, I, I tweeted out something like the, the shot from major league two yeah. when, when, when wild thing comes back and they're like, Oh my God, he's back. Like, you know, like, that's exactly what that felt like. And this and, and is then, this is yeah. probably hindsight, but like that sort of deliberateness that Kenley has, when especially when he's not on, was not there. He just was like, "Yep, that's what I'm throwing." Throws it, strike, next one, next one. It was yeah, really cool to see. Yeah, and then and then, uh, so th- that's just to get through game five, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> but so and, let, let's talk about yeah. Will Smith, Will Smith, because that was the turning point, I think, of the entire series. Yeah, so I, you know, I, you know, this, I, I like dumb stuff, <laughs> like really, and, and like I, I was sort of joking, like, like ahead of the series, like one of the the big, uh, tr- like things of this series is Will Smith versus Will Smith in a joking way. Like they actually already faced each other last year when Will Smith was the pitcher was on the Giants. He struck out the catcher Will Smith uh, to end the game. I, w- I remember this, and I didn't remember it at the time, but I, I, in the last week or so, I, I remember this. This My brother, uh, Greg, from Maryland, um, was in town. And uh, so me, my brother, Greg, my other brother, Kelly, all the three of us were at that game. And uh, I remember watching that from the end of it, from the top deck, because that's where I parked. And I was uh, went to we, – like, we did the – time-honored tradition of our dad like leaving immediately like after the game and we, we actually you know made pretty good time getting out of there but like um i just remember watching the end about that from top Doug. oh my god this is will smith versus will smith this is great and then um you know heading into the series like you know hope hope it would happen whatever it almost happened in uh was it game, it was game four yeah. I believe oh yeah and then uh that was funny because that game was not close I believe at the time but will Smith was bad like he was letting up a lot and it got to the point where will Smith the batter was on deck and um but you knew almost no matter what happened will Smith the pitcher like he, facing um uh Muncie I guess uh, that was gonna be his last batter no matter what and he ended up I think 
did he walk him then or do whatever he did? Will Smith, the batter, comes up, but then they made the pitching change, and I was like, no, you know, we didn't get our Will Smith and it versus was Will close Smith. then, right? I think the game was tied at that point because that no. was before the Braves had their onslaught in this bottom of the six. I think, was it? I think. I, Don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, I think I think they were anyway. But like, but the the funny part about that was they so the to me like the, that was like. Um, no, you're, you're right. It was six to one at that point, I think. Yeah. And so, but like the funny part was Brian Snicker made the pitching change before Will Smith, the batter was announced because he, yes. he didn't, he, he was a pinch hitter. He didn't start. And, um, and so like the Dodgers didn't even have to like sub out. So they kept Edwin Rios in against a, a righty uh, at that point. Will Smith, the pitcher's a lefty. And uh, they got Will Smith and Matt Beatty to bat with platoon advantage. They didn't do anything that really that inning, but like, then Will Smith, uh, the batter, came up uh, later in the inning, and uh, but it was so it was kind of funny. So they, they actually it worked out for the Dodgers in some sense. They just they just didn't capitalize. But like but then the next night, uh, Will Smith came in uh, to face Muncie to start, and uh, Will Smith, the batter, was on deck, and there was already uh, one runner on. So you knew because of the three batter minimum that Will Smith uh, versus Will Smith had to happen, right? Like so. Well, unless kidding. he got out of the inning, he subbed him, right? Because I think two outs at that time. Is that is that right? That is true. Yes. So. But yeah. Max Muncy actually had to reach base, but it was but that was like did. so close. <laughs> and, and 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 being Max Muncy with with the yeah, he, he took he six took pitches <laughs> in that about, and he, and he got a walk and uh, and then like you know just the fact that they're facing each other was sort of fun, right? But then you forget like the Dodgers are also trailing in the series three to one, <laughs> and it's two to one Braves at this point in the sixth. And I'm, like, and I'm taking credit for this because I was talk, chatting with a Braves friend of mine, uh, and I yeah. said uh, when Will Smith came in, knowing Will Smith was on deck, and I said if he walks, I think it was two zero or two one the Muncie at the time. I'm like, if he walks Muncie to get to his namesake here, it's four to two Dodgers. And I Whoa. was joking at the time because Will Smith has for power at least been hitting righties a lot better. Uh, and so I was, I said, Oh, I'm just joking, but I wasn't joking. Apparently <laughs> you were, you were spot on. Uh, I, yeah, I like, I expected too. Yeah. He was take, 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 he, take, takes. <laughs> like I, I did not expect that home run. And like, it was very <laughs> surprising, uh, but like it was, that was a moment, man. Like that was, you know, the Dodgers ended up winning that game going away. That's seven to three. They, um, and, and like that was a huge thing. Also, um, uh, if I remember correctly, in that game, the Braves led two nothing early. And keep in mind, they're up three nothing in or three one in the series. And, um, the they almost scored a third run. And then Mookie Betts like made a sort of shoestring catch, like as he's running in. And like he made it in such a way that he stayed upright, like because in a catch like that, a lot of times you you can either dive or slide or something. And but uh, Marcelo Zuna was on third and decided to tag up, but he like he committed like first, so he had to go back to tag up, but he he left too early. And uh, but the fact that Mookie stayed up, stayed upright to uh, throw home, made the play close enough to where the Dodgers appealed. And then on replay, it showed Marcelo Zuna left early, so he was called out. So instead of being 3 nothing, it's a momentum shift. And I believe Seager homered uh, right like immediately after that. Um, so that was great. Um, and, and it like they everyone was sort of talking about that as, you know, momentum, whatever. Like, but it, it definitely <laughs> like everyone was fired up after that defensive play. But it turned out to be like the worst of the three great <laughs> defensive plays in the next three games. He was so good. Like, um, he didn't hit much in the series, really. Like, um, you know, just generally speaking, like, um, but he made such an impact. Like, like we talked about in so many other ways. Like, and that's, that's like, that's crazy. Like, the, how, how ab- absolutely good he is. Like, he did, look, he in, did on base 387 by the end of the series, just wasn't waiting oh, yeah. for anything beyond that. So, yeah. Yeah, he was like fine, right? Like, yeah, he, yeah. The, the, but it was like it was just like, man, what an impact! So he made the uh, uh, leaping catch in Game Six uh, to rob Marcelo Zuna of an RBI double. Uh, it wasn't going to be a home run, but then Freddie Freeman in Game Seven, he robbed him of a home run. Like he went over the wall. It's like uh, you, I think you texted me this. Oh no, uh, someone else did, but I listened to it later. 
Um, uh, I want to get the quote right because uh, Rick Monday was wonderful uh, on his his end of it. He said, um, "Does he have a trampoline out there?" <laughs> and, and then he said, "He's got wings in his feet." <laughs> and then, uh, it was just really funny. Like, but man, he he looked so good. Um, so yeah, those were those were huge plays and, and like defensive like plays sort of change things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was. And it, it was, was really interesting to compare how I felt in game five versus game seven. And it's not just that, oh, they won a few more games um, and therefore it's a closer series. They just how they were winning, how they were battling back. They were down. It felt like every game but game three. I don't know if that's actually true. It's probably true. <laughs> uh, and they just kept battling. And I had this sort of serenity that if they had lost in game seven and they were losing kind of throughout that game, I was not going to be happy, but way better feeling than if they had lost in game five, just yeah, how the, the team looked. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The Braves scored first in um, for the first five and then yeah. also game seven. And um, but like uh, games, you know, once the Dodgers win game five, you're like okay you have walker bueller going so like there's a lot of confidence in that right yeah, and, 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 and he, he lived it. up to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like the, the thing with him it's like okay he's gonna be really good but like he, is he, he hasn't be been limited? able to throw his breaking stuff basically all right. playoffs <laughs> right and, and he said like his it's affected him on the cutter but it's clear like he's not throwing as many curves and stuff and uh so he, he was like not all fastball but fastball was his thing on saturday and he was just pumping it in there, man. Like, uh, but the thing is, you know, he's been limited by the blister. Not so much that he's had to come out because of the blister. It's more like they're managing it, and it's and he's been wild. Like he walked four uh, against the Padres, and then five against the Braves in his first start, and that was his career high. And uh, he went four, four, and five innings in his his three postseason starts. But this one, he walked zero, and he went six, and and then you could make a case that he, he could have went longer, but they took him out after like 89 pitches because they, he, uh, Dave Roberts words was he emptied the tank. Both of them said, uh, Bueller and Roberts was said, look, he was gassed. He, it took all that he had. He had a couple of, um, innings, the, the Braves. So the Dodgers on Saturday, speaking of scoring first, they, uh, they jumped on Max yeah. Freed, uh, Corey Seager again, uh, homered and then Justin Turner homered. And they scored three in the first, and then they—that's—that's that's all they ended up scoring that game, which was another sort of weird thing that that happens. And it's one of the things where but, the old, like that story, is not new. <laughs> like we're right. used to that, but the old teams give up that lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and like, yeah, it was just uh, the Braves uh, after the Dodgers scored those three, like they loaded the bases with nobody out, and and, uh, and then <laughs> Bueller just went. All fastballs to, to he struck out. Uh, what was it? Uh, Austin Riley? Or no, no. Uh, yeah, Austin Riley and Nick Markakis, and then and then he mixed it up a little bit to get Chris, Christian Pash, uh, Pache, and that was that was a huge turning point. He, he, they didn't score at all a, after loading the bases with nobody outs, and then he ended up not giving up a run. And then you know all these sort of decisions, right? It's seven games in seven days. The last couple of days, you're like, okay, this is where you start to pay the tax because your pitchers are tired. You've used a bunch of them. Game Bueller goes six, so you're you're like relatively fine there. Oh, and I forgot to mention when the Dodgers won Game Five, Dustin May like got a chance to actually start, and like I, it was a planned start. It wasn't like, um you know, using him in a short thing, but he was just bad. Yeah. Like he, uh, he, he gave up a run. And I think expecting him to go five would have been sort of miraculous. Just his I, I, usage yeah. in the postseason, but a, they, a were, they were hoping for four yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and he, he was just off. I think he threw like 55 pitches. Um, so they pulled him after two and then they had to cover those innings and they did, you know, they did like, I believe uh, like trying to work two in that game. He was the he was the workhorse of, of the three uh, the last three games. He ended up pitching in all three. He he did two innings that game, one inning in game six. He actually gave up a run. Here's the, the every why everyone like freaks out over every pitching change is because oh why'd you no at the time why'd you pull Walker Bueller? He's cruising, you know. But <laughs> obviously, like 
he he was clearly gassed. That's why they did it. That came out of the game. But like, if you just like just take a step back and like sort of realize that might be the case, like, but it did look good right away because Bueller gave up a triple and a double to his first two batters, and it's like, and that's a it's a three one game at this point. And you're like, oh no, this is like going to be bad, and um, but then nothing like after that really. Pedro, and then it was like it was just sort of the standard like. Pedro Baez for the eighth, Kenley Jansen for the ninth, and they closed it out. And like Kenley, uh, you're like, okay, this is this is going to be weird because it's his second day in a row. Is is his stuff going to be there? And like, and he was facing like a, a good part of the order. Um, and then he got him out in six pitches. It was yeah. like what? Like <laughs> oh, okay, like that. That was not expected at all. But this game's over and it's tied now. Um, but then talking about trying it again, he goes two innings in game seven. And like he was a beneficiary of not only the Mookie Betts home run robbery, but also uh with so let's see. In the in our This uh, wasn't his fault. Yeah, go ahead. In the brother uh, our uh podcast brethren uh, talking chop uh podcast, they this was the play of the game for them and I think as a Dodger fan, you don't want this to be the play of the game because it's not Justin Turner looks pretty good in it, but uh, it's not the Bellinger home run or the Mookie catch. But I think this was kind of the turning point in the game. I have to uh, um, confess here, I did not see the play live because it, we, uh, there's a thread in on True Blue LA this morning talking about Dodger superstitions. I didn't put this in there, but like I, I actually had to go. I had to go to the bathroom, and uh, I so I was sitting on the throne, listening from the, the other room, and one like did did they just like get two outs? Like I, I was trying to figure out how it happened in my head, and it did not. I did not concoct exactly what how this was going to happen. So it's second and third. So it wasn't trying and giving up those runners like. Um, Going back, so Dustin May started game seven again, but you knew this time was going to be a short thing. He was also bad. Uh, he, <laughs> he could not throw strikes. And they ended up scoring only. He allowed, it was like walk, walk, single for a run to start the game. And then he didn't give up a thing. He got a double play. So he's out. Gonsolin comes in, who was going to be the quote-unquote starter. He was like, okay. He gave up a home run, but then he, he was kind of bad too. And then his... Um, I believe this was the fourth, the fourth inning maybe, and uh, he he gave up walk walk single to start the inning, and then um, so it's it's three to two Braves at this point, and it's a it's a like another thing where they this could be a big inning, and they they sort of turn this game around and, and take it, <clears throat> but um, Trining comes in, and I believe I can't remember if the he wild pitched them over or or what, but it, it became runners on second and third. With with it again, was tripled and out. wild pitch. I think is that right? Mm, no double, right? There you go. Yeah, or no, because it was two runners, so it was it was like it might have been single walk or something like that. I can't remember. No, no, it was walk walk single. That's what it was because, and then the single made it uh, got the run home, so it's first and second, and then the wild pitch made it second and third. So so Trinan comes in, he gets. Um, it's like a shifted, somewhat shifted um, infield, almost not quite, but like uh, ground ball, like right to Turner. Um, Dansby Swanson going home. Uh, Turner throws home. They get a rundown. Uh, Will Smith, and then uh, what was this? Oh, back to oh, back to Turner um, in the rundown, and then Turner like Superman dives at Dansby Swanson, tags him on the foot. And then, like, is like on the ground, gets up on his knees, and notices Austin Riley trying to go to third. Throws to Seager, and he's out by like a mile. And they got two outs out of that. It's like an absolutely shocking like double play. And then trying to get out of the inning with nothing. And the Braves ended up. They actually didn't get a hit after that in the game, uh, which is wild. But like, yeah, one um, more base runner, a walk. Yeah, and so like that was crazy. Um, but yeah, that. Uh, so yeah, again, didn't see it live. Immediately went to find the highlight when once I was was finished with my business, and uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of an amazing play. Uh, I don't I don't remember. It, it wasn't it wasn't as inexplicable as the um, 
JD Drew and Jeff Kent getting thrown out <laughs> at home plate on the same on the same play in the 2006 NLDS, but it was like at that level where you're like, real. If you're a Braves, you're like, really, like that's how this is going to happen. Like, so it was just it was very odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard, hard time keeping it all straight. That's for sure. Give me yeah, those then, days off again. So like Corey Seager, right? Yep, uh, that's the last thing I wanted to talk about before we maybe moved on. <laughs> yeah. So he he hit uh, a home run in the the game three uh, burst. He also hit a home run late in game two when they rallied. He hit a, a home uh, two home runs in game five, and then the home run in game six. So he five home runs, eleven RBIs in the series. Both of those are uh, and uh, NLCS records. The only LCS uh, only ALCS that had more was Nelson Cruz. I think he was six and thirteen in two thousand eleven. Uh, Corey Seager was kind of bad in the postseason, like overall, like the in his career before this year, and like that was part of the thing with him and Cody Bellinger. And like, uh, they're both like doing pretty good. Like, well, Seager's doing great, yes. like this, this postseason, <laughs> right? He, he already has like Dodger record. Part of this is because they play longer, but still, it's it's a huge thing. Six home runs, 15 RBIs that's more than any Dodger in any single postseason. So, like, he's on fire and it's it's like a continuation of how great he was this season cody bellinger was like off off and on during the season but like he sort of picked it up and like the the sort of uh dave roberts is praising like his patience uh after game seven so game seven they still like the dodgers are still trailing in the sixth uh three to two um they started jock peterson um on in game seven against a righty uh it was ian anderson and then when they brought in, I believe he faced Tyler Matzik, if I'm not mistaken. Jock did. And then they thought fastball, looping curveball, I believe, was Dave Roberts' explanation. Like, Jock can handle that. He was fine to stay in, picking his spots with Kiki. And then when they, they faced the next left-hander, that's when um, that's when Kiki came in. And then yeah, he... Facing Mentor. Yeah, and then so ooh, and Minter, by the way, in in game, game six, five, five, right? This at this point, yeah. so it's three, it's three one Braves. Okay, now we're gonna get the Dodgers advantage because they have three starting pitchers to go in the next three games. Possibly, the Braves are on a bullpen game in game five. Their bullpen guy to start the <laughs> game goes longer than the Dodgers' actual starter. Like he Minter like mowed down the Dodgers. It was three scoreless innings, seven strikeouts. He looked great, and so. <laughs> Um, and then, so to, to have Kike hit the home run off him was great. He was obviously like super excited because you know he's been up and down. He's great on defense this year. Didn't really hit much, but he he hit two home runs in the NLCS. Um, and then uh, in the seventh inning, uh, Cody Bellinger ran a count full against Chris Martin, and and then just absolutely crushed the ball <laughs> like um, to and, and to to give the Dodgers the win basically. Like they and they they pulled it out, but. That was a huge moment, um, and, like, he's looked really good. And then the only, like, real concern, like, we're going to talk about it more today, I think, when the uh, media stuff happens. It didn't – no one seemed that concerned about it last night, but, like, Cody Bellinger, during celebration, he hit Kiki Hernandez so hard, like, on a shoulder bump thing that he popped out his right shoulder. <laughs> like this, And they, like, the trainers, like, popped him back in. Like, first of all, ow. Like, how, how does that – like, how does that happen? But, like – and he stayed in the game, and so – they didn't seem like worried about it. I, I so uh, my, this is yeah. real quick. I did quick WebMD research a bunch. Yeah. From what I can tell, and this is probably Ron, um, he's dislocated his shoulder before. Yeah. And my understanding uh, is that the first dislocation hurts a lot and can sideline you for a while, but subsequent ones, which are more common after, are quicker recoveries. So he's I'm going like, to go with that because that's optimistic and I'm hopeful. <laughs> So he's like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think minus so, yeah. minus the future anti-Semitism <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, like so. Okay, I, that makes sense. But so like, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. I feel like what I was reading, like the dire on shoulder separations, he wouldn't be able to play defense <laughs> thereafter. So I'm hoping that that is the case. But I'm sure uh, it'll get brought up a lot today. I, I think it's one of those things. If it was his left, the left shoulder, that probably would be the case because he couldn't throw. Right. But like since it's his right, 
I no, think I, yeah, maybe uh, I guess my understanding is that even when they pop it back in after that first one, like you wouldn't be able to, for say, raise your hand to catch the last out of the NCS. Ah. So, but again, it, there, it's all in ranges. It does depend um, if he's popped it up before, which I believe he has the right shoulder. Um, so I'm sure, sure you'll all find out. They didn't. They didn't even seem fake concerned. You know, sometimes where they're trying to cover oh, it up, right. they seemed legitimately like, yeah, it's fine. So I'm hoping yeah. that's actually the case. Well, to, to to your point, like so, it was brought up on the the Fox post game. Yep. Uh, both Cody Bellinger and Kike Hernandez talked about it. We talked to Kike in the Zoom thing, and it didn't come up. And then I was I had my hand raised to talk to Dave Roberts. There's it's a busy thing. I ended up not getting called on, so it actually didn't come up in the Dave Roberts thing either. So like that that was part of it. Like it just didn't get. And I think it was one of those if it was like a. We're gonna check on Cody. Like Roberts would have like mentioned that, I'm sure, but like we'll, we'll I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll find out today, I think. But it was just kind of a a sort of weird uh, weird situation. There's a lot more we can talk about in that series, but we do have to move on. This, as you can tell, you and I are forgetting what game happened, what what pitcher who. Uh, there's a lot to cover. <laughs> we're both still. You, I you were barely still covering this. Yeah. yeah, you were probably still covering this game literally like eight or nine hours ago. So uh, we're, we're do or we appreciate y'all staying with us. And now we're gonna preview the World Series. And we didn't know who we were playing until one. We didn't know we were playing, but if we were, we didn't know who we were playing until forty-eight hours ago, yeah. uh, give or take. So um, I know you and I have been both kind of scraping together research on the Rays, figuring out kind of who is this team. There's the narrative of going into the World Series, which is that um, uh, outside of one particular hitter, they're, they're, they don't hit a whole lot, uh, but they're they're pitching both starting and bullpen are nails. And in terms of how they use their pitchers, it's going to look really similar to how fans hate that Dave Roberts handles his pitchers. Yeah, and, and I think to a point where the Rays are even like more – particular about it or like they yeah. they'll they don't they're not they're they have the most i am i know the dodgers like have the buy-in to at least from the players and but the rays i think have they're like they're just on board man like everyone's like whatever like part of it is like they're you know they it's i don't it feels reductive to say like they're they don't have that many stars they have like good a lot of good players but like it, it's easier to do that if you're like you know, on for some people like you know, uh, different level of players. Like you couldn't, you couldn't. Uh, uh, I guess Mookie Betts doesn't apply because he's not a pitcher. But you couldn't like it'd be harder to platoon Mookie Betts, right? Like he, right. he'd have to be really something. The Rays don't have someone like that who's like star power is dictating like you know well, how they're yeah. in the playoffs. They do. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. So so we we talked about Cody Seager. Uh, Cody Seager. Um, <laughs> Corey Bellinger, Cody Seager. Um, so Corey Seager, six home runs, fifteen RBIs. You would uh, think it, the hottest player in the championship yeah. series. And, and like the only person with more home runs this postseason is Randy Rosarena uh, with the Rays. He actually only has ten RBIs, but he has seven home runs. Give <laughs> um, so, you an idea. <laughs> yeah, and like so, the best part about Randy Rosarena. So he. Uh, He's a rookie, but he's still going to be a rookie next year. Um, he is what is he? He's okay. So he's already he's twenty five. He's mm-hmm. from Cuba, but so this postseason he is <laughs> he's hitting he's uh, three eighty two four thirty three eight fifty five slugging. That's ridiculous, <laughs> but like he's just just hitting up a storm. Seven home runs, three doubles, and a triple. Uh, but so the best part so twenty one hits in fourteen games uh, in his major league career. Um, which was last year with the Cardinals briefly, and this year with the Rays, forty-two games total, twenty-four hits uh, in the majors <laughs> in the regular season. So he is just doing great. Um, outfielder, uh, yeah, it's just he's he's going to be he's the handful, right? Like he's going to be the guy to sort of have to deal with in the middle of the lineup. They they have a number of like decent hitters, but, but the things we know as of now when we're recording is, um. Tyler Glass now is starting game one. Mm-hmm. The uh, and then Blake Snell starting game two. The Brave, the the Braves, the uh, Rays, two best pitchers. So that'll be a challenge. Now the Dodgers haven't announced anything, but it it has to be Clayton Kershaw in game I one. I think oh, Cl- game uh, yeah. one is clear. 
Uh, game two yeah. is uh, you, you can go one of two routes, and I it's, legitimately do not know what they're going to do. It's Scramble City. Um, we'll find out, I'm sure. They might not even say much today because I, I, w- I, I, my suspicion is they will not announce a game two starter and that it may really depend on how Clayton pitches. Because if he, if he can get um, deep into the game, do, not force Dodgers to use a lot of the bullpen arms, a bullpen game, maybe start, you, you know, sort of quasi opener Dustin May, and yeah. then being able to go Bueller, Urias, Gonsolin, um, in or Kershaw uh, three four five um, becomes really attractive. You get everyone on full and extra days rest after a really grueling championship series. Uh, you have the bullpen arms to pull off a bullpen game and not have it be this backup plan. Um, but if Clayton does have to leave early for any reason, um, or they just go through a lot of bullpen arms in game one, um, you may your hand may be forced, and it's not necessarily an awful thing to ha- start Walker on three days rest. Obviously blister allowing yeah um there i i don't see them starting bueller at all on three I, days rest so i like yeah <laughs> we'll see um but it, if he can it's really attractive because we actually have off days in the world series you're able to go the whole rest of the way full resting um people and you're able to get two games out of urias now even if urias is say in game four uh, a game four starter or say maybe a game five starter and they use them in relief somewhere um, maybe for some bulk game innings in game two or maybe he really is Kershaw it's not a total loss of if you start Bueller in game three you're only getting one game out of Urias I know that's not the case but being able to get two real fully rested starts out of him is really attractive but with the way they've been managing a walker especially since the blisters come up but really this entire year even before that it would really surprise me, but I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of the question. I just don't. I don't think they're going to do it. Um, but yeah, like I. So I think you're right. I think they're not going to announce a game two starter until either that day or after game one or and something. And even if they knew it was a bullpen game, they're going to do that thing they did for game seven, where you yeah. know who who's going to face the, like who is best able to hit. Uh, with I, a clean I, inning, those top, the top three or four batters. But I think we all know Dustin May starting that game. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, he, no matter what, like even if they only have it, plan to have him go one or two innings, which again he just threw Sunday, so like that's only two days rest. He, he he's probably only like two innings. But I think Gonsolin's like the same thing. Like I think you almost, um, I don't know. Like so, if you. The, the benefit of doing the bullpen game in game two is you can use both May and Gonsolin in like a shorter burst. Not that that's ideal, but like um, because then you have Bueller, um, Urias, and, Urias, and, and Kershaw, Kershaw yeah. and Kershaw on regular rest. So, like, and then Bueller in game six. Um, so, like, and then you, you, you sort of just figure it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, no, Bueller in game seven. Excuse me. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah. game six, game that's the thing. Game six would be the the other uh, figured out game, you know. Like so, there it's there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, the Rays have our uh, uh, you know have um, Charlie Morton as well, but there's going to be a lot Old of mixing and Charlie Morton just on a very base level. The Rays have, I think, the stronger bullpen, or maybe the. The Dodgers had a deep bullpen, but like, but <laughs> just, like, just, and it lo- it's looked good almost all yeah. year, except for uh, Kenley, except for the last few games, and then the first half of that uh, of the NLCS where they just like nobody looked reliable. I wonder if like, um, you know, we talked about this. I wonder if it's a matchup thing. I don't I haven't really looked into this, but I wonder if like a Jake McGee matches up better against the. Um, against the Rays than he did against the Braves because they use Jake McGee but not in, in like super high level. Like and it, it should be so. noted, and you know who knows? Maybe the arms are tired, bullpen arms are volatile. Maybe they'll look bad in the series too. But one reason why the bullpen looked so bad is that the Braves' offense is ridiculously good. Um, and all things told, they actually did a pretty good job handling that really, really good offense. Um, it, to expect them to just be complete zeros the entire series is probably unfair. 
it's a little unfortunate for our hearts that they backloaded so many of the good performances, um, but still looking good. And uh, I think all things told and facing the Rays with a worse offense, maybe we get that uh, appearance of the regular season bullpen again. Yep. Uh, so I am, we're recording this. I, I don't have an email. I didn't get a text. But Bill Shaken tweeted that the Dodgers announced Clayton Kershaw starting game one. That might be on like MLB Network or something. I'm not sure exactly where he's getting that, but the Dodgers haven't put it out officially yet. But that's clearly what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> but yeah, so like, but so that's a thing to look forward to. But like, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun series. Then you're going to you you're going to have the you know super high payroll against the super low payroll. The, the Andrew, Andrew Friedman series, series. yeah, yeah and like all, all this stuff. So there's all sorts of like fun little. There, it's it was it's the the Adam Kolarik series, the the uh, the Edwin Jackson series, if you want to. But then he that could be almost any World Series because he's played for so many teams. But yeah, it's uh, it should be pretty pretty fun. Um, I, yeah, I I have <laughs> except I you know I did call the the. NLCS 2017, the Game 5 blowout. I want a series blowout so bad. I have, like, with 2020, my anxiety base Just, level is already so high. And after the NLCS, it's gone. I can't I can't do another one of those. Like, I don't you wanna, care that it feels sweeter after seven games. And it did feel sweeter. I don't you care. Wanna, <laughs> you want to go into, like, um, game, game, let's say Game 5. No, let's say Game 4. Do you want to go, watch Game 4? With the Dodgers up three nothing in the series and not like having to sort of worry and about not her. do what the Rays almost did uh, against the yeah Astros, right, so. so they yeah the Rays were up three <laughs> nothing they so they had a hard fought series against the <sighs> the Yankees that they didn't win till like the last inning of Game Five uh, in the NL in the ALDS and then then they went they were up three nothing on the hated Astros and then the Astros forced a Game Seven it was really funny how that went from before yeah. the championship series so, oh it's gonna be uh raise dodgers and then it went oh it's gonna be braves raise oh it's gonna be Br- dodgers, dodgers astros, astros. Yeah. <laughs> no and now we're back to dodgers race <laughs> yeah oh and so the, that's the other thing like uh you know of all they they expanded the playoffs to shorten season and yet here we are with the teams with the two best records yeah. in baseball in the world series so that's it's kind of fun uh, i saw a stat i think this is only the fourth time in the wildcard era, which is now 26 years worth, um, that the two best records, uh, or the, excuse me, the best record in each league is in the World Series. So that's rare. Uh, it's yeah. fun. But yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be fun. But yeah, there's off days built in, which is great from a psychological oh, standpoint <laughs> and just from a, a literal rest standpoint. Um, so yeah, uh, it should be fun. Uh, oh, I guess... Um, I do have a Dodgers rewind, even though it's very uh, haphazard, uh, put, haphazardly put together. Um, I'm trying to think of those. I'm going through my notes real quick. Make yeah. sure there's nothing else I wanted to preview. Uh, if we had more than 36 hours put together, I think we would have had a fuller preview. But sorry, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are scrapping this together, but we still wanted to do one. No, I think I think we covered it. Um, I was hoping we had a Bellinger note before, uh, before we recorded. That didn't happen. But again, I'm I'm assuming he's fine, uh, and uh, is, it will be good to go. So yeah, I think we're ready for a rewind and then questions from Greg. Okay, so the reason uh, I came up with this player, so Julio Urias uh, closed out Game Seven, three perfect innings, um, got the win. The last there's only been six Dodgers relievers uh, to throw three innings, closing out the game and getting the win in a postseason game. That's a very specific thing. It doesn't matter that much. But, like, uh, Steve Howe was the last one to do it in the 81 World Series. Um, he allowed a run. Bob Welch also did it in the NLCS in 78, also allowed a run. The only other uh, of these players to do so um, without, um, you know, uh, without allowing a run, excuse me, uh, is that, uh, <laughs> excuse me, um, it was Larry Sherry. Uh, so, uh, 1959 World Series, uh, that was like Larry Sherry's time to shine. The Dodgers trailed in that series 2 nothing. They won the last, uh, no, was it 2 nothing? Mm, no, that's not right. I believe, yeah. So, no, they lost game one 11 to nothing. That's what it was. Uh, 
Um, then Larry Sherry came in in all four of the Dodgers' wins. Um, the saves didn't exist back then technically, but he retroactively got two saves and two wins in his four games. He only allowed one run the whole time. He ended up getting MVP. Um, so um, in game six of the World Series, this is the game in question, he pitched the last five and two-thirds innings of that game and won. Uh, he didn't give up a run at all. And so he was very good. Um Two wins, two saves in the World Series to win MVP. That was their only their second year in Los Angeles. Um, Larry Sherry, uh, he was he, he was only 23 at the time. He ended up pitching almost exclusively in relief uh, throughout his career. He made he did make 16 starts uh, with the Dodgers, but like they were sort of sporadic. Um, but uh, yeah, then I was trying to see. I forgot who he actually got traded for uh, later. Later on, um, uh, oh wow, okay. So in night, this is I actually forgot about this. We I should remember this from a couple weeks ago. But when the Dodgers got rid of Larry Sherry, it was April 1964. They traded him to the Tigers for a minor league outfielder, a journeyman minor league outfielder named Lou Johnson, uh, who was uh, one of our Dodgers rewinds uh, a couple weeks ago when he passed away. Um, so actually, no, we we talked about him before, but yeah. Um, uh, so that, yeah, that's sort of uh, where, where we're at. And I apologize again, haphazard uh, putting this together, but yeah, Larry Sherry. Like you've been busy the last few days. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was. I, I ended up going to sleep last night at like two a.m. Uh, and then I didn't because uh, I have stupid old man body. Um, I was up at six a.m. this morning and I could not go back to sleep, so I was very angry. Um, yeah, bad. <sighs> Well, I've got I've got something to brighten you up, brighten your day. Yay! It's time for the following advertisement is paid for by the QFC Super Pack. Every week, Jacob and Eric get questions from Craig, but we have questions of our own. Why do they need Craig to ask questions at all? Why can't they come up with their own questions? Are they even really Dodger fans? Is there anything true about True Blue LA? I'm Craig, and I approve this message. Five questions from our friend Craig Manami. Uh, two trivia questions for you to start out, I'm ex- and it's really six, so have fun. Yeah. Following the same theme as the, uh, the rest of this week's in the playoffs, Eric, name the top three LA Dodgers in walks, stolen bases, and doubles in World Series play. Uh, okay, so... Stolen bases, uh, I have to say Maury Wills. Uh, second with six. S- second? Uh, <laughs> okay, so 77, 78, 70. Uh, Davey Lopes. With first with 10. And then uh, I would I would guess Jim Gilliam. Nope. <sighs> okay. Um, hmm. What are we at? Uh, walk, You're stolen at... bases, and what? Oh, doubles. Doubles. Jeez. Okay. Um, I was I was assuming you were sticking the stolen bases there. I was. Um, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, uh, wait, you know what? I will say Jim Gilliam for walks, though. There you go. Uh, tied yeah. for second with 12. Okay. Um, and then because he played so many... Um, Let's go with let's go with Duke Snyder for walks. Uh, nope. Uh, what about doubles? <laughs> uh, nope. Um, Remem- okay. reminder that the, it is L.A. Dodgers. So I know I know Duke would have been in the L.A. As well. yeah. Dodgers. Okay, my bad. Um, okay, so in that <laughs> case, no. Uh, well, I don't think. Wow, this is bad. Um. With stolen well, bases, think just stolen bases and Dodgers. That might get you there. Yeah, don't tell me what to think. And I was kidding. So, well, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, this is not making a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm going to give you stolen. It's Willie Davis. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, so for <laughs> for doubles, uh, what about uh, Ron Say? Uh, not on the uh, doubles. There's a lot of ties, and he's not uh, on the list. <laughs> Steve Garvey, uh, tied for second with Justin, three. Justin Turner, tied for first with four. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, trying to think. Uh, well, it, it, if Justin Turner's on there, what about um, what about? <laughs> um, I'm going off book here, but okay. Chris Taylor. Uh, not. You're talking about doubles. Yeah, not once. Oh. <laughs> Chris Taylor does not not in doubles. Yeah, I, let's let's just for sake of you goading me, I will say <laughs> Chris Taylor for walk. Hey, look at that, tied for third with eight. That's kind of amazing. Uh, <laughs> what about Davy Lopes for walks? Uh, uh, number one, no ties with thirteen. Wow, um, kind of mush right now. Uh, <laughs> let's say. I need a doubles guy. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, no, I got nothing. I'm out. All right. Sorry. Uh, so we've got Ron Say in second with 12 for walks. Um, and that covers up walks. Uh, Gilliam and Chris Taylor were tied for third. Uh, you got all the stolen bases. Well, I gave you Willie Davis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Steve Yeager uh, tied with Justin Turner for four with doubles. <sighs> Jaeger, damn. Nice. Uh, and then uh, we have Lou Johnson, Ron Fairley, and Maury Wills all tied with Steve Garvey with three doubles. That's that's good. Um, good question. So we're sticking with walks, stolen bases, uh, and in this case is hits allowed, not doubles in World Series plays, but for pitchers. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's uh, jalapeno um, cheddar uh Cheetos. This is um, excuse me, crunchy Cheetos. Um, dating back to a question from Craig, food question yep. got you hooked back. Uh, when I went to make my run to get the, uh, I, oh, I, I didn't mention this on air. Uh, I was running errands today. I had to get, I got my flu shot. I got prescription, uh, and I was looking for local papers. I got the LA Times. I got the San Gabriel Valley Tribune, which is the sister paper of the LA Daily News and Orange County Register. So I got there sort of Dodgers pennant winning stuff, you know, uh, front page, sports page, that stuff. Then also got La Opinion. But I had to go to like four different places because they didn't have the LA Times. I found a 7-Eleven that had it. But at each one, I was like, I'll just get something. And then um, I think I got an ice cream sandwich at one spot. (laughs) I got like, yeah, uh, I got a squirt, which I'm drinking right now. Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, good times. Um, But this is for pitchers allowed. Yeah. Uh, walks uh, allowed, stolen bases allowed, and hits allowed in World Series play. L.A. again, L.A. Dodgers. Walks allowed, hits allowed, stolen bases. Um, so Don Sutton uh, for steals. I'm, gonna, how about, I'm just going to give you Don Sutton for all three. Yeah. Uh, he leads and hits 43. He's tied for second in stolen bases two. And he's tied for third in walks with uh, <laughs> someone I won't say yet because you haven't guessed, with eight. So... Just because I believe I'm just doing the math here, so two, two, no, two, three, and uh, two stolen bases, forty three walks, eight walks. Uh, oh no, uh, tw- forty three hits, eight walks. Sorry, I was I was doing the math in my head of something oh. else. <laughs> so because I believe Sandy Kovacs, no, Sandy Kovacs made seven World Series starts. So I have to say, I have to say him for walks. Uh, tied for second. With eleven, and uh, what was the hits total for Sutton? Uh, forty-three. I have to say Kofax for hits, just because uh, second start. with thirty-six. Uh, okay, these are all pretty good pitchers. What <laughs> it's worth? This is yeah. not a. <laughs> um, what about what about Drysdale for steals? Uh, not on steals, no. Mm. Okay, what about Drysdale for walks? Uh. Tied for second with Sandy, uh, eleven each. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then I'm trying to think who who got run wild on. Uh, let's. Um, I don't remember any of this. Um, so... I'll tell you that the leader in walks and stolen bases is the same pitcher with no ties. No ties. Okay. Um, what wait walks and stolen bases? Mm-hmm. So Kershaw's only made four starts, so I don't think it's him. Uh, he also had the relief appearance. Uh, okay. Um, what? 
I am. It's not like I'm stalling. No, right not now. at all. No. Um, so Claude Osteen was only around for 65 and 66. Um, so let's see who was around. God, this is frustrating. Um, <laughs> uh, what about, what about Johnny Padres? Nope. No, I'm going to give you one more name to guess. And I'll give you All blanket right. coverage. If it appears on this list, I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of someone who could have been in that walks and steals. What the hell? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm out. I don't know. Uh, Bert Hooten. Leads ah. in walks and stolen bases. Uh, okay. Don Drysdale rounds out the hits with 34 allowed. Uh, Clayton Kershaw uh, is the other tight of Don Sutton for walks with eight. Um, and then let's see, Charlie Huff uh, has also has and Tim Leary both have two stolen bases allowed. Don Drysdale, no, I covered that. There you go. I was, I was, I should have thought of Hooten. I was trying to think of a guy who was 77, 78, 81, mm. and I and Hooten just slipped my mind. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, do either of you remember so many highlight defensive plays from Dodger outfielders in the past postseasons? And I was no. Jacob. <laughs> do you want to change your favorite Mookie Betts tool to his defense now? Yes, uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. easy. Uh, simple question. Jacob. <laughs> you got the easy question. <laughs> uh, this next question, is, he says it's simple, and I don't think it's so simple. Um, all the World Series games are set to start approximately at 7 Central. Will you watch them live? Uh, I don't know. Uh, my anxi- <laughs> I hinted at this, and it sounded sort of jokey. It's I, not super jokey. My anxiety's been really, really unhealthily bad um, to the point where Game 4, Kershaw start, where it tends to be the highest. I I was not fun to be near, and my mother was visiting from out of town. Like It, was, it wasn't good. Not a good look. Um, just kind of quiet to myself, um, not, not happy. So... I uh, don't, that's not fair <laughs> to me or the people around me. So I haven't decided yet. Um, adding to that, my mother is no longer here. And at seven uh, was when all, literally every game starts. And it's also literally when I'm supposed to start my work day after um, taking care of my kid during the day. So uh, it's going to be complicated, especially on the, the weekdays. So, um, I don't know. I'll be managing my anxiety somehow. Maybe that involves I'm um, something I did a little bit during the NLCS, which was effective, is I didn't watch. I would watch the Dodgers bat, uh, but not pitch. I uh, That seemed to be a little effective. So we'll, we'll see. Um, regardless, after the game, after result is in, I go back and wa- um, either rewatch the game. If um, They didn't do a replay yesterday, which was sort of frustrating. I was ready to stay up till 4 to watch the whole thing. Uh, um, what are they would on like FS1? Or, uh, yeah, uh, as far as it, like they replayed the post game two or three times, and then they went to like something about the 2000 World Series. Um, so, uh, but for the most part, when they uh, after the game's done, I do go back and you know do my due diligence, but without the anxiety of everything at stake. So we'll see. Uh, I'll be I'll be very grateful when the Dodgers just sweep, and I feel feel good again. <laughs> Last question. Um, As always, food question, but also a World Series question. I know that this week will be a busy time for Eric and Jacob. Uh, Very, very correct. Do you have a plan on what and when you will be eating during the upcoming World Series? As an example, sandwiches seem easy, portable, and something you can put down and go back if you get busy, as opposed to something you have to prep for in the kitchen a little bit. Um, I will be eating a lot of sandwiches, and then... uh, Whatever I've been making uh, lunches for the most part, and my wife's been making dinners, so uh, probably whatever Melissa makes me. Yeah, um, I was like, I was bad this last week. Um, I ordered delivery a couple times, and like, I just got into a rut, and like, it was bad. I didn't, and I, I didn't grocery shop, so it was like in that that dangerous zone of like well there's nothing really here i should probably go buy something and that's usually bad uh but yeah i I think i will need to go at some point either later today or at some point tuesday uh to to get sandwichy type things uh or or like a something i can quickly go to um 
as a thing. I do have some ground beef uh, that is thawing in the fridge. So I would imagine I might make some quick tacos uh, or something uh, for Tuesday uh, as a placeholder. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's short and sweet types stuff that doesn't take a long time to, like, pay attention to when cooking. And you can just grab or, or like, an easy thing to put together put together like a sandwich and i think I'll, I'll be sticking to that stuff this week yeah e- easy stuff uh i'll go back to more full-fledged meals when i don't have this giant thing going on at night which <laughs> will be all done at the latest a week from wednesday when you say giant thing do you mean your daughter <laughs> <laughs> her sleep schedule and then the uh, gener- gener- well that's not going away but the world uh, series is I mean, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were training her on a, on a proper sleep schedule, and she's just going to be like, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm good now." Well, this is the last time we're talking about games ahead of us. Whoa, that's weird. Uh, maybe, like, yeah. Who who's to say we might <laughs> we might come on with a quick like? Can you believe what happened in game two? Like, uh, no, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, we'll. we'll um, wow. Uh, the Dodgers, they were down 3-1 to one in that series, and it's crazy how that can turn around. They, they won the pennant. They're about to play in the World Series. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Either, again, well, most likely the Dodgers season will be over, uh, and it's just a matter of will it be over in the good way yep. or in the bad way? Um, will, will it be over in the in the sense that most of you listening will will be uh, having a merchandising budget where you're, you're, you're <laughs> buying caricature shirts or – hats with logos on them that you'll be wearing for years to come we'll see uh but yeah it should be should be fun and thanks for listening everybody we will talk to you after the world series